What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have returning guest and one of my closest friends, Tina Constas, is here. Hey, Kate Nubs. And it's her birthday. Yay. We're recording. It's October 4th. 10-4. 10-4. And uh, yeah, it's this special lady's <laughs> birthday. I'm a big girl. You are. Can I say your age? Yeah, Something yeah, yeah. 32? I'm 32. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't feel 32. Not that there's a way that you feel when you're 32, but... That's, that number sounds fake. I'm sure you can have, you know what I mean? <laughs> like my little cousin put it on a cake for me. She hands me a cake and her mom goes to me, I'm really sorry. I told her not to put the date on it, the age on it. And I was like, yeah. I don't fucking care. But I looked at the number and I was like, that 32, that doesn't even seem real. I love it. It's yeah. so young. That's the thing is we act like it's old. It's so young. It's ridiculous. We have this thing in society where it's like, anti-aging the, mi- the minute you're not 20 anymore in your 20s what a bad message though because yeah. then you feel like your life is over when you hit 25 which is a baby you're a baby at yeah. 25 you know you can live the most bomb diggity bomb bombs life <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing it's, i know i love it you can though you could live it all the way up until you fucking die like i'm gonna be a fucking ride or dier up until my fucking last breath yeah, I'm going to try to be, at least, <laughs> when I'm hooked up to all the fucking IVs. I'll still be riding or dying. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. The only comment that uh, hit me sort of sideways when I was down there was I was hanging out with a group of friends of my cousins, and they're all about my age, maybe um, a year or two older. And my cousin was like, guess how old she is? They're all 25, 25, 26. And, they're all, and she was like, no, she's going to be 32 in a couple of days. And one of them went... Wow, I would have never guessed that. Like, like maybe it's just your style. Aww. And I wanted to be like, no, which sounds like an awe. But then you're like, what are you trying to tell me? Are you trying to tell me that I dress younger than I act? Like, your brain gets all like, what the fuck does That's that mean? That's not what. He- no, it's because, look, some people hit a certain age and start dressing like moms, school moms or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they do. Like, I'm ne- look, I walk down these streets and I'm like... These streets, these streets. I like they say like they're tough ass streets. These these Westfield streets. <laughs> these streets. No, I'm serious though. And I wear like what high schoolers are wearing, and I'm like, no, this is what I want to wear, and like it keeps me young and fresh. Like you don't have to fucking wear J C Penny. J C Penny's kind of hopping lately, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a lot of social interaction in the last month, so I don't know how to speak. No, um. But I haven't been speaking for two you weeks. You haven't. No. Tina so. just got back from a beautiful island in Greece. Yeah, for I two was weeks. On, for two weeks where and I speak Greek, but I don't speak it like fluently enough to constantly say what I want to say. So a lot of times I just didn't say anything. So I'm finding it weird to speak again. And here you are on like a podcast. All yeah, speaking. like immediately just like jumped in. Yeah. She was with her family, by the way. Yeah. Um, that's where they live. So she's back. It's her birthday. Yeah. We got each other. We didn't know. Oh, yeah. This is so cute. Uh, I got her a crystal and she got me a rock from a beautiful hike on a mountain. Yeah. And I was like, I have a gift for you. And she's like, what? And she pulled out her rock. We yeah, were we like, exchanged rocks. <laughs> it was pretty dope. It's cute. I have such a love for rocks and crystals. You it, do too. But mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. guess you're not quite as like spiritual geeked out about them as I am. Maybe. Yeah. No, I'm not. I mean, I, I love them. I love them more for their beauty, I think, than I do for their spiritual properties because I haven't completely bought into that. So yeah. like I think that if it's tremendously beautiful, I don't mind. Like it's a beautiful rock. Yeah. It's so funny, though. I always talk about this because you're so on one hand not into the spiritual stuff and on the other hand so fucking tuned in it's wild it's you know it's interesting and a lot of there are no there are a lot of people I feel like that are like that they don't necessarily talk about themselves as quote-unquote spiritual but then you'll bring something up and they'll be like yo there's this ghost that lived in my house and they'll start telling you these stories and you're like wait what I think that for me the empathy is so huge and real and that sometimes it seems more like a, like a task or a chore to talk about it because mm-hmm. it's emotionally so wearing all the time. Like I saw my little cousin leave to not to talk about Greece too much, but as she was leaving, I could see this look on her face. And the second she walked out the door, I started bawling. And her mom picked me up the next morning for the airport and she was like, Katarina cried the entire way home. And I knew it. Like I knew I could feel the the she was sucking it up so bad until she doesn't see me anymore but I could even feel that and I think that sometimes it's exhausting feeling so deeply all the time yeah just all the time that I'm like I'm not gonna I don't even want to give this more than it's already taking oh interesting yeah I find that opening up to it doesn't exhaust me I feel like I was already exhausted do you know what I mean it makes me more conscious of what's going on in my body but um, God, whatever. We can get into all that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, first, I want to quickly talk about two disaster slash tragedies that are going on because I feel like I don't often focus on the news on this just because I don't have enough research. It's like not my focus. But these two things are so big, they need to be addressed. And the first thing is the shooting that just happened in Las Vegas at a concert, which is just you talk about being empathic. Like if you really put yourself you can't right it's like just beyond a nightmare being in that situation trying to enjoy and celebrate with music and then suddenly um sorry <laughs> i'm talking about a tragedy don't tell and you're them. trying to open don't up tell men, so i can't <laughs> Very quietly. I tried too. to get through it, but Tina's like trying to open it with her nails, and I was Without like, touching I touching the mic. Yeah, they just look so good, green tea mints. And this is not to you know disregard what Kate's saying. I just got so distracted. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Anyway, back to the mass shooting. Um, <laughs> they are really good. Oh my god, I can't. Anyway, um, but no, it's 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 just. And now you're, I can hear you sucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I can start over. Okay, okay. I won't suck close to the mic. You're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep talking, Kate. <laughs> Thank you, Tina. <laughs> I'm going to talk over while Tina gives this random person a blowjob in the room. Yeah. It's going to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so the mass shooting. Anyway. A lot of uh, a lot of people on Facebook, especially comedians, you know, everyone loves attacking. And, and and one of the things that someone wrote was like, everyone loves making jokes about saying my prayers and thoughts are with the people and the victims of, um, you know, the, the victims of the shooting. And, and there were some people attacking that like your prayers and thoughts aren't going to get us anywhere. And it's like, fuck off. Can you imagine being at a funeral and someone coming up to you being like, I'm so you know, my thoughts are with you. I'm so sorry. You're 
whoever passed me being like, your thoughts and prayers. I'm going to do dick. I'm bringing my whoever back, Nancy. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, let people say thoughts and prayers. It's a nicety. It's just something that people do. And it's more about them having the moment to express themselves. I need to express that I'm, it's not that they think their thoughts and prayers are going to do anything. I think they think. But even if they do, do you know what I mean? Because I do believe that thoughts and prayers can make a difference, actually. I'm not saying they make all the difference. Like, right. if there's a, I want to get into the Puerto Rico stuff. Obviously, money is necessary. Right. And donating actual, like, I, those people are like, their thoughts and prayers, it's going to be actions. What about both? Like, why can't people attack about how you're supposed to deal with tragedy? Some people make jokes and they're making jokes, but it's like, can't we just allow people to grieve in the way they want to grieve and help in the way they want to help? It's like this horrible thing happens and we don't know how to sit with the grief. So then we start attacking each other. And it's like, dude, people grieve in different ways, even in breakups, right? Like I used to be so judgmental, like in a breakup, you need to like not drink and not do this. You just need to feel your feelings. Dude, do whatever the fuck you need to do to survive. I'm so done with the judgment on myself, on others, it's like, can we just fucking something horrendous just happened? It's obviously we need to address it, understand why. Oh, the other thing is, you know, race immediately goes in because people are like, oh, it's not a terrorist because he's white. It's mental illness because he's white. And then that whole argument ensues. And I commented on a friend's page where I was like, it can be both. They can be a terrorist and mentally ill. Yeah. And then everyone was like, yeah, but, but, but. and I'm just like, I'm not saying I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and guess that most terrorists are like somewhat mentally <laughs> That's ill. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. Like, show me the really connected. Who knows? You know, because I'm sure. Look, then you could go into the military and be like, they take orders to kill, you know, villages filled with children sometimes. Well, it's still some sort of conditioning, though. Like, yes. there's conditioning involved in both of those things. And I just think that that was definitely a mentally ill person. You know, like, and he was definitely a fucking terrorist, too. That is a terrorist. That is like the textbook example of a terrorist inflicting fucking fear. Yeah. And killing people. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so interesting because Shane heard about it in history class. So I was kind of curious like how that it was taught in the school. And it was yeah. actually really interesting. I liked the way he was learning about it. Because he was like, you know, we were learning the definitions of terrorism, essentially. Mm-hmm. And but they're doing it in a more sensitive way now. And I was like, well, what did they come to? He's like. We don't really know. He's like, it's be- he's like, literally, the government is having difficulty now labeling these things because what what is it to be a terrorist? And I agree with what you said. Are you inflicting terror and fear? Boom, you're a terrorist. Did you just shoot up 50 people? Guess what? In my definition, you're fucking mentally ill. Yeah, and you're a terrorist, though, because Both. you have just yeah. made the public feel unsafe. And that's what they want. Like, you know, I think that that's the end goal to make people feel unsafe and afraid and vulnerable probably the way they were feeling to make them do that in the first place yeah and I mean I don't know much about it I was in Greece when uh the news hit and I did see it passing I didn't have a tv where I was staying but I kept seeing Las Vegas in Greek letters and that was so crazy to see like to be spelled out in the Greek alphabet Las Vegas Las Vegas and finally I took a second with my mom and we sat down we watched it and I think that at that moment I, I couldn't even process which is terrible I had to skip the processing and move on because it was too intense to think about what everybody was experiencing but I think that you said like oh people go right to what gun control yeah that's one of the things people go to gun control or racism people don't know it's it's what you're saying most of us cannot process something of that magnitude it's it's just 
beyond a nightmare and such a loss. And I think because we can't process, people either want to fight and bring it to race, which is fine. You can make it a race issue if that's what you, you know what I mean? But like, the truth is, is whatever color you are, and I'm sure lots of, uh, who knows? I don't know who was at the concert, but like, I'm sure it affected all sorts, you know, whether you're male or female, black, white, Asian, Indian, like a mass shooting is going after just people, you know, and I, I just wish for once we could just like grieve together and allow ourselves to process in whatever way we need to, instead of like going right to attacking other people emotionally. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, we're all just really in horror because that could be any of us. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and it's funny because my issues immediately do come up and that it is like, it is a gun control issue for me. You don't have to agree. Nobody has to agree. But like they say when I was watching this thing that Trevor Noah said, I'm sure a bunch of you guys saw it, but he says like when a plane crashes, we immediately talk about plane safety. When I don't remember all the examples he used, but that was the one that stuck with me because I was about to be on a plane. Um, And in my mind, it's like, why is it? They started talking about hotel security. Really? That the hotel should have checked his bags and should have known that there was 13 guns in there. And you're like, what? Like, how does that have anything to do with the hotel's job? It should have never been possible for that man to have 13 guns. And so I think that, you know, people's immediate argument is, oh, well, if they don't get them legally, they'll get them illegally. And you're like, yeah, well, if we do a really fucking hard job like a really good job making it super fucking hard for people to get guns, there will be a lot less, even if there's one rando who still gets a gun. It's a way better setup still. Yeah, I don't know a ton about gun control in the sense of like um, the specifics meaning, because I used to be very, very like gun control, get them all off the fucking streets. Like there are other countries that have nailed this. The crime rates are so much lower, get them off. And I'm still very much in that realm. But then also, I've met a lot of people that are like, you know, God forbid something happens where like the government comes after and then the civilians have literally no way of like protect. Like, God forbid there was another Holocaust like situation where literally the people have to defend themselves. You know, then what? So it's like I'm very um, I there's, don't know. There's still a way that you can limit who gets a gun in their hands. Doesn't mean get every, rid of every single gun, but. Oh, yeah, there's definitely needs to be yeah, stricter. Yeah, you know, I would never. Yeah. The, the people can go into Walmart and get a gun like I don't whatever. And you can't get like birth control or plan B, <laughs> but you can get a fucking gun like well, whatever. It's it's a lot to get. We into. could always get into the church and, and all the hypocrisies there. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my actually favorite things to talk about. Because I, as you know, I'm a big fan of Jesus, for real. Kate loves Jesus. I am obsessed with Jesus. And Mary Magdalene, both of them. Twin flamies. They were in love. I can't handle that shit because I got it shoved down my throat (laughs) my whole, not in a, not even in an aggressive way, to be honest, because much, some other Greek parents are much worse. But I felt like. It was a story. I didn't believe it. I didn't care yeah. to believe it. I didn't have time for that shit. 
Well, you know, I was raised Jewish and I was also pretty atheist growing up. So I was never into Jesus until, you know, all my spiritual. No, because like for me, my love of Jesus is not in that like church like yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I know it's not. It's the ascended master, like his actual, actual teachings, which were so hippie, mm-hmm. so out there. And he was like tapped into ancient knowledge. So but here's my thing. And I've talked to you about this. So was Mary Magdalene, though. And that's the whole thing of bringing Mary Magdalene back is like they killed off the female version of Christ, which pisses me off. You know, it immediately makes women less important. Yes. Right off the bat. Yes. And like the the ripples of that are still just so huge throughout the world of like, you know, and listen, men are in just as much pain from this. You know, when when women are less than men, it hurts men just as much because it's an illusion of power. What we actually want is to be doing the dance of equality with each other. It's real. It's like the highest level of what masculine and feminine means, you know, and when you cut off one of them, you're cutting it off in both genders. I think you're right. I also do think there are a ton of people who really relish having any sort of power, even if it's not deserved. Totally. But it doesn't. It's not real happiness. Do you know no, 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 it's not real happiness? Definitely not. So even the people who relish that power. You know, we'll talk like Illuminati shit even. Do you know what I mean? Like the people who are the richest up at the top, like you can have all the money and all the quote unquote power, but that's not really what your soul desires. Your, your soul desires passion, love, freedom. Yeah. Compassion too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely. Anyway, shout outs to Mary Magdalene, my homie. Uh, <laughs> which way? I do want to get into Puerto Rico before I get into the, the main topic that I'm so excited to get into with you. Oh my God. Um, I also, I'm going to disclaim right now, I don't know that much about Puerto Rico because I was also a Totally. And I don't know many. First of all, my fans know (laughs) I don't do research like that. So this is all like, but I know obviously about the hurricane that fucking ripped through Puerto Rico and fucking tore it to shreds, you know, and I've seen pictures and the devastation is horrific because, you know, so people are like, get supplies to Puerto Rico and everyone's telling me the supplies are there. They just can't be released. Yeah. The roads. Exactly. The roads are so, um, and they say that the infrastructure was already fucked in Puerto Rico. So now it's like so hard to get them out to people. And there's like literally black flood water, which is like the worst, most like stagnant water that just disease grows in immediately that they need to start really getting rid of. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, this is a very, what I'm about to say is going to sound callous, but I don't mean it like that. But like, I really believe that water levels are rising. I mean, this is just the start of like glaciers are melting. Hurricanes seem to be getting stronger. And I feel like I hate saying this, but I think we're going to be seeing a lot of these really vulnerable islands, including Manhattan, which we saw with Sandy, just getting, you know, more and more hit. And I think it doesn't make what's happening any less horrific by being like, guys, hello, water level. You know, it's it's awful. And some people don't have the means to move their entire lives and I home. absolutely do not. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I get that. But I, I think that we have to start as like a global unit, realizing that there are going to be these major climate changes shifting and happening. And that doesn't mean we don't keep trying to like stop it with taking care of the environment and doing what we need to do. I want to save the earth in every way possible. I do. You know, I'm no, such I, a I geek. know you do. I I'm talking do. to the crows outside as Tina saw. I'm I, feeding I, the crows in my neighborhood. We're, hope, we're hoping for trinkets. Yeah. I want little, ge- I mean, I just want to be best friends with all the animals in my neighborhood. I do. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, 
I just really, it's like the scene in Avatar. Why are you saying that like you wish they would get it, like people should stop moving to islands? I think we need to just at least change our awareness. Like what happened in Florida even is like, we need to start thinking about, okay, if this starts to happen more and more, we might need to start moving people out of islands and onto, we just, all of us, even the coasts, like California and stuff like that. Like these things are going to be changing, I think, rapidly i think They're a lot of us to tell them to make they have to make you can't force somebody no no, no not yeah, force yeah, yeah. i think i'm saying awareness like yeah. guys this is not the this isn't a freak thing this is going to be picking up these kinds of instances it doesn't make it less horrific and some people can't move and i get that but i think we need to as like once again a global unit become more aware like oh shit things are actually really shifting like all these fucking vice documentaries showing the glaciers going right into the water this shit's real and of course it's affecting the entire ocean around the world so you know it doesn't make it less awful or anything like that but it's kind of like okay so what are we gonna do because this is gonna keep happening well that's the conversation everywhere it's the conversation about the shootings it's the conversation about the hurricanes it's the conversation about all the shit that is just going on in our country and around the world like what are we gonna do yeah. <laughs> so what are we going to do? And it seems like a lot of the time people just talk about what a big tragedy it is and then they don't talk about doing anything. Yeah. And then it just glazes over and then all of a sudden we're hit with another tragedy and that's what we're talking about. And the last tragedy didn't get taken care of. Absolutely. And it's hard to know exactly what to do. But I think honestly, we have to first learn how to have conversations about it without getting into crazy fights. Like, you and I clearly know how to do that, right? But there are a lot of people who can't even talk about like the shooting because one person might be like gun control, gun control, and the other one's like no right to uh, bear arms. And I, then yeah, 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 I think that maybe I mean this is just something that came up. I was thinking as you were saying that it would be cool if you had my friend on your show who is a marine, the one that I had that very long conversation with, and I we would. started on opposite sides because he's really cool and smart and. He will he will listen um, to you, and he did listen to me. But we went head to head about the uh, transgendered in the military thing, and I was so like, "You need to allow everyone." And he was so like, "No, you fucking don't." And we <laughs> I love your impression of him. Oh my god, he's so not like that. He like went to Columbia. Uh, um, he was like, "Nah, nah man. bitch." Yeah. <laughs> no, he's so not like that. He's like a white Jew. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, he so got- am I. But I'm a hot ass rapper, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, you are. But it's. I think that I did listen, and he did listen, and we ended up somewhere in the middle, and that was literally the first time that that's ever happened for me. The first time. But that's beautiful, and that's where... And it's not even easy for me. Like, I talk about everyone meeting in the middle and talking, but then, like, someone could be like, you know, spirits don't exist. I'd be like, how could you? You know what it was? It was that everything I said to him that he didn't... That he disagreed with, he would stop, think about it, and then answer and take in what I said... And every time I realized that he was doing that, I started doing it back. That's and beautiful. yeah, it was really, it was something that I'll never forget because it was like two hours long. And at the, at the end of it, I thought like, hey, that's all you have to do. All you have to do is listen a little bit, not just fucking shout what you think, <laughs> respond to what they actually say, look at their angle. And if they're a decent person worth talking to, they'll probably match you and yeah. do the same thing back and forth. And that's what ended up happening. It was awesome. I love that. We need more of that. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into the the main topic too, I just need to say one more thing that I feel like, so my new hobby is like getting too high and calling my mom. 
Oh, fuck. That's amazing. It is the best. I can't explain because my mom and I have gone through a lot and our relationship I think has you should suddenly, tape those. That's probably amazing. Honestly, our relationship has, I, how do I describe it? Like, because it's like, we have healed so much and I'm just so proud of both of us and I love her so much. And like, it's been part of it is like, because, you know, I think a part of her wants to judge, you know, and Who does. Doesn't? Right. Doesn't? When I'm like, mom, she's like, you got high again. I'm like, don't judge me. <laughs> I like that you call your mom. I love it's so new where I feel like I have I, I mean I, this is gonna sound like I have a mom I've always had a mom but I mean like one I can actually call and, call engage and with, yeah. yeah and like she's been a great sport too because I'm not always the easiest and like and you're calling her high oh my god it's so healing and like like the last time we went into like childbirth, I was like, tell me what it was like. Cause she did it without um, an epidural. And she was like telling me that it was like getting sawed in half. And I was like, holy. And I sh- like, she meant it. And I was like, yeah. holy fucking shit. And I was like feeling it high. And like, I was like, mom, wait, hold on. I'm breathing into the pain. I'm breathing into the pain. I feel it in my body. I feel it. In my-. Like, and she's like, and I'm so out there. And she's like, I'm like, mom, I'm doing, I'm doing the diagnostic process right now from the school. And I need to breathe into it. Slow. Like, and I'm just, I'm like spitting out. I'm like, oh my God, I see something. Hold on. Hold on. A spirit speaking to me. And she'll just like breathe with me. Like she's so patient. (laughs) I think that probably being stoned also gives you the opportunity because you're saying the mom thing is new. Like Mm -hmm. gives you the opportunity to be vulnerable enough to let her mother you, which you don't otherwise have. Which is cool. Yeah. Because I'm only calling her because I'm like. Both scared. Panic attack. I'm like, mom, mom, I'm too high. And she'll be like. Katie <laughs> right she's now because you've never had that with her so now you have the opportunity to let her mother you let her take care of you because you're stoned it's cool you, yes you nailed it she's like mothering me and we'll, yeah. we'll say that and like what the other time I started asking her questions about like our family history and she was going like it was crazy I love knowing that stuff too I didn't I even love it. I was always in too much pain with her to actually find out details like I didn't even know that my grandfather was in an orphanage for a couple months and like oh my god that's amazing I didn't even know and yeah. so anyway I just wanted to say that that that's been so awesome and I don't know how often she listens but if you're listening mom I love you Aww. I love you I know it's like so new like I'm like and her I talk about this I'm like because I do so much healing work and often you're like, is this actually working? Like, is, you know, and no, her and I, think I both it's totally working. We it were works. both like, oh, my God, like we're healing our relationship. I never like it's just I even, you know, I have these visions of this house I'm going to be moving into. <laughs> I love it. And uh, there's like a wing for my mom. And the, yeah. And I'm like, I want like I never even thought ever that I'd want to like relive with my mom. And now I'm like really opening up. Like I slept in a bed next to my mom for two weeks. It was fucking intense. That's yeah. I don't want to. That's too much. It was too much. But wait, but the truth was there was another bedroom I could have stayed in. Oh, and I stayed with my mom that's be- beautiful. Yeah, because I was like, you know, it's a house that she grew up in and it's in a little village and something about staying in the other room seems scary. So I just yeah, stayed with my mom. I love it. Yeah. Your mom's rocking too, though. Yeah, she's and, great. I love her. Um. But you know what? I've always said this to you. I've always admired that big Greek family you have. And part of my vision of this like big house I want is actually like like whether it's like family or close friends, like I want a lively house and I've never had that. And something as I heal is like, no, I like I also I also want my space within it. Mm -hmm. I need my space. But I I'm starting to be like, no, I want people around me. I thrive off of 
being social company it's just, all people do we, yes. we're we're you know we want to be in tribes and we can't help it it's our instinct it's a survival instinct and i think even people like me and you who love being alone sometimes and need our alone time we realize immediately the second it's gone too far and we've been alone for too long and you're like i need people i need them right now well we can really get yeah you and i can hermit like no other we take it far yeah we do (laughs) (laughs) we take it far i'm really having to work on that because it can fuel my depression when i don't get out at all i needed it listen i needed it for part of this healing like i think a good chunk of like a year and a half two years I needed it because I almost never had alone time. And now well, I'm it's like, more difficult for you because you have a child too. Yeah. That makes it all, I feel like that's hard. It can get hard. Yeah. But I'm starting to, more sunshine's coming in lately. Good. That's awesome. Well, you really helped me. So there was this like mansion that had an open house near me. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been, call- okay, even before it went up for sale, Tina can tell you, I've been getting pulled to this particular little block. Pulled, like ridiculously pulled to it. Like it's calling my name, just like the crows do, right? And so I always walk this thing and like I saw it had an open house and I was like, I want to go. And I was too scared. Like I felt like I didn't deserve to even walk into the or space. Like it, well, because people make you feel like that. You're like, oh, I don't have enough money to be here. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to kick me out in the street. It's such an awkward setup. It's like walking through first class on the plane. You're like, I can't touch anything. And it's such a mindset that, it's an old belief system. Like I'll never be good enough to own something like mm-hmm. this. And so I like Tina was in Greece, but we were still Instagram messaging. And I was like, Tina, do you think I should go? Cause I, I knew what she was going to say. I just needed her like support. I was like, do you think I should go check out this like mansion? And she was like, girl, do it. Yeah. She's go. like, you can see a movie alone. You can go to an open house. Yeah. That was the, yeah, that was the, the jumping off point. Like I remember when you went to see that movie alone, I was like, fuck yeah, Kate. Well, if you can do anything by yourself now. Thank you. Yeah. So I went. It was unreal. It was surreal to be in this beautiful house that I never thought I'd be able to set foot in, let alone buy. Now, can I afford it or even close to it right now? No. Not the point. But it was, yeah, it was something about like my self-worth and being like, I have the potential to do this one day. I deserve nice things. I if deserve, this is what I consider yeah. a nice thing, I deserve it. I can have it. It's not better than me. It's not too far out of reach. I think that if you allow yourself to think that it's possible, then it really is much more possible. Yeah. Exactly. And something else came in around it where it's like, okay, but Kate, you know, you're a healer and you talk about this, like healers wouldn't want a big house. And I'm like, says who? Like we put all these judgments of like, oh, you know, you shouldn't do this. Because first of all, if I did have a big house, I would use it for like actual healing events. But not that that matters. But like all these judgments came in of like, oh, but you should want a small modest house and you should. And I was like, I want to live the life I want to fucking live. Yeah, fuck that. And I'm sick of like, and I think a lot of it got put on as a kid because even when I was little, I was like, I'm going to be a rock star and I'm going to have a mansion. And everyone's like, Katie you know and not responsible to have a mansion yeah or like almost like i'm like the selfish bitch almost yeah so i'm saying it's not like socially responsible to have a mansion yeah and suddenly just walking in i was like no maybe i do want a mansion (laughs) yeah you know what like everyone go fuck themselves i'm gonna live the life i want to fucking live and i'll tell you what if i ever am rich i would give so much of my fucking money i would dedicate my life to still other people and helping but like i'm sick of just living in this box of like what I'm supposed to be and supposed to do. And like, oh my God, another thing I want to tell you, uh, this might have to go over an hour, but like I got trolled on Instagram hard. Who trolled you? Oh my God, this is so, okay. 
So we're also catching up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like, okay. Because I've been wanting to tell you this because it got to me. This girl. Okay. So like I put in a hashtag. I think it was like Mary Magdalene or something. And uh, <laughs> anyway. anyway, and it led me to like this beautiful sacred geometry image that like spoke to my soul. And I was like, yes, that's what I'm looking for. And I looked at the girl's page. I loved her her images were amazing. I was like, Oh my God, what a high vibration person. She's just tuned in. And I like followed her. So I guess she like decided to check out my page. So now she's on my feed. And like a couple days later, I see she took one of my pictures, not of my face, but like a poster I made essentially like she took a, whatever reposted it, making fun of me. No. Like, yes. What did she say? With through her hashtags. Do you want me to kill her? No. Well, I, I, I just wrote on it because I was like, what do I do? And I just wrote, ha, 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 this is amazing. Because I was like, I want to address it and let her know, like, I just saw what you did, but I'm not going to also be like, because I have a nasty part of me that could have went off and been like, oh, okay, Miss Awakened person yeah, like coming this, at me. Yeah, this doesn't make any fucking sense. She wrote like, she wrote something like hashtag dragons be like, hashtag um, witch wars, hashtag, like coming at me, oh, tricks are for kids. Um, saying that what I do is like a trick or something. I get, and, but the, it woke me up to the fact that a lot of people are going to see, because look, healer, comedian, rapper, some people are going to look and be like, oh, that bitch is fake. She's just trying to like, they, she doesn't realize it's me. it's the it's fact me. that someone takes the time out to talk shit about it, which is so fucking weird. Yeah. It was weird to say, like, I was like, oh my God, this is about me. Uh, and Witch Wars was interesting because I'm so not witchy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't do spells or like I don't. And it was like, oh, she thinks that I'm like tapping into ancient knowledge and like using it to manipulate things where I'm actually just doing healing work to be more me. Like, oh, I want to skateboard now. Oh, I want to try rapping. Like, I don't do it as a way to like create like, oh, this will be marketable. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, on top of all that, though, and sorry to go back to it, it's like, what sort of spiritually awakened person it, like goes after someone on Instagram? <laughs> it's so stupid. Hashtag witch wars. Do you know what I mean, though? Like that literally undermines her entire philosophy, I feel like, and all the yeah. things she says she believes in. It just sucked because honestly, I really liked her vibes and her page and like her. Yeah, images. that makes it like more insulting. You're like, yeah. I liked you. Yeah. I sent out a nice vibe your way. I followed you. I liked your stuff. And then you decide to like get weird and catty. Yeah. Like I was like a fan, you know, and then suddenly it was like, oh, you hate me. It was just like a weird. And then I had to do some work around it because like for a day I was like, should I like fucking message her? And and I was like, no, don't give her that energy. But no, don't. Yeah. Don't throw that energy. Because I immediately I wanted to. I'm like, when this ends, you're going to tell me who she is. And I'm going to troll the <laughs> shit out of her. And then I was like, nah, I don't. Do you just it. don't realize what yeah. a person's going through. Like, yeah. who knows what's going on in her life that like my shit triggered. Um, but it was interesting for me to be like, yo, you're going to get more of this, Kate. So like, do you know what I mean? Like, learn how to let it roll off your back. Yeah. You know, because I can't. Yeah. But it, it definitely hurt. But then I was like, well. She's making assumptions about who I am that are not true. And I'm not going to fight everyone who makes. No, there's so many comedians out there. I can feel them shit talking me T. I can feel that. Oh, shit. I'm sure. Just because anytime you do something weird, people just love talking shit about it. And they don't know me very well. Like they think they do, but they don't. So they like make these assumptions and like and I'm just like, yo, I can't like what am I supposed to do? I'm just going to be who I am. I have a good heart. And like 
I'm willing to talk to anyone who, you know, if someone was like, hey, I want to talk to you. This hurt me or of course I would. So I'm like, there's not I, I can't fight their invisible ghosts. No, yeah, no, it's not worth it. But it was definitely like, OK, some people are not feeling it. Cool, cool. Um, OK, so the main topic for today makes me happy. OK, oh I'm God. coming out now. I've talked about this a little bit. Okay, but this is like serious. Like okay. every- You're right. <laughs> well, I don't know if I've ever like for real come out and owned it. This okay. is my first owning proudly. This is going to be so anticlimactic. I it know. sounds like you're about to say something really big. Like, guys, I have a dick. Like, yeah. that's what it yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. like. Yeah, it sounds like really. Only energy dick still, but my puss is still popping. <laughs> but <laughs> I am a proud lover of the Twilight Saga. Okay. I am proud and I'm not ashamed to say it anymore. And I was ashamed. I thought it was something that was wrong with me. And it's something that is right with me. Tell me why, Kate. Tell me I'm why. I'm going to tell you why, Tina. Okay? Because I am a romantic. Okay? I am. I believe in love. And you know what? I might even believe in fucking vampires. And I definitely believe in fairies. Okay? And angels and all that shit. And... Can I tell you? I know you know this, but Twilight got me through my fucking divorce. It's true. I know no it lie. did. No, I know it did. It's something to hold on to. I, I, first of all, I reread the books this week and watched tell me, all the Tell movies. me what you got from, because I've read them, but not <sighs> since like I met you some years ago, which is like a lot of years ago now. Nine years. Yeah. <sighs> I just love Edward and Bella so much. It's like. Tell me what about it you oh, love. Oh, I w- trust me. Because I'm not here to judge, actually. I'm ready. You are amazing and you've never really judged me. No. Others have. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, honestly. Um, before I said weird, I said that you, well, you're you into weird things. I didn't mean weird and bad. Weird is a weird, con- weird is a bad connotation. I just mean things that other people don't do. Weird. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, like hiss at people because yeah. I read too much Twilight. Um, Honestly, so th- when I was getting divorced, it was so low because in a way it was a I've literally if you look at my high school yearbook and like the little thing you write I wrote marry in all caps which I was like still ashamed that I wrote that like what are you excited to do and I was like oh I know come I'm, on, a, that's I'm a nerd sweet. you that's know because I really like look hands down I thought I'd be married with kids but I was like 25 done well I did do that and it right. crumbled well, I never even did that. You're going to, and it's not going to crumble. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Good. I, I believe that. Thank you, Kate. I appreciate that. Because you're not settling. You're actually waiting. You could be with any fucking Tina. You are so amazing. You're so talented. You. You're so beautiful. If you wanted to settle, you could have been settled. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And I do think that something that's true about me and you and my friend, Melissa, who also says it, like we wouldn't survive settling. No, that's what it is. Our bodies would literally, literally crumble. give out. Yeah. We'd be like having panic attacks. I could not settle. I, I have to, I can't pretend to be happy. I have to genuinely be happy. That's what I love about you. Yeah. There are so many Thank people you. that are in this like numb, like state. And first of all, I don't even mean to say that mean, cause that's, <laughs> it's a judgment and that's okay. That's judgy. Um, because everyone's just doing what they need to do to survive. Yep. And you can always also turn that around. Like literally, you can turn that around like nothing. But um, so I was always like, oh my, I, I've just always been such a huge lover of romance. And part of it was an addiction, part of it in the sense of like, when my parents got divorced, I really went into that world to survive that, you know? And then when my marriage crumbled, 
Um, I did also really go into those books as a way to, to escape into another. Yes. It's possible. Thank it's you for the idea that it's like it is still possible. And because their love is like, I mean, we could get into it, but like <laughs> it's on it's unreal. And and <laughs> so, first of all, when I did use that to get through my divorce, I did have a couple people. I won't mention names, but they really judged me like they were like, I'm worried about you. <laughs> Like literally. And it really made me feel ashamed of like, and I remember my friend Drew, who's a doctor, I told him, I was like, is there a problem? Like I didn't, you know, and he was like, you're not doing heroin. You're like obsessed with Twilight. You're fine. Yeah. And like, I went to the movie. I went to see Twilight alone in the theater. Oh, see, you went and saw a movie oh, yeah. alone. Look at I you. I had my fake Uggs. I was feet, fake Uggs up. It was amazing. Yes, girl. But, um, so I've been obsessed with Twilight for nine years. But like, it's something that kind of I let, first of all, every time, like not every time, but Tina and I have rewatched Twilight movies oh, together. Yeah. So it's I not am like such dead. a low key basic bitch. I feel like I don't <laughs> admit that enough because like I have this whole very cool facade, but like I love corny shit. Like I will watch the shit out of some Harry Potter. I will watch the shit out of some Twilight, whatever you want to watch. I'll watch. I love Star Wars. Love Star Wars. I love all those. Yeah, yeah. But Twilight for me is so heavy on the romance. And that's what I love about it. And it's this story of Edward and Bella. For those of you who don't know. No one doesn't know. Edward <laughs> is an amazing vampire. Okay. Who did not settle. Could he have settled? Definitely. He could have. Tons of hottie vampires. Okay. All wanting that vampire Edward dick. Mm-hmm. And Edward was like, nah. Pass. He waited. He waited. He He knew his girl was out there, right? So then we got Bella, who was not aware of her amazingness, her beauty, her power, right? She was so deeply human, which is beautiful, Mm -hmm. because I'm all about being deeply human. But here she goes to a new high school, and she's all self-conscious, walks into science class. (laughs) Edward sees her, makes a bad face, because guess what? Her blood is so intoxicating to him that he's upset by it because he's like, I'm going I'm to I'm try to eat this bitch in public and I'm trying to not eat bitches in public. So right? Like hate fucker. Yeah, like hate fucking eater. And he's yeah, like, I yeah, can't do yeah. this. I'm trying to be a civilized vampire. <laughs> you know, he's only eating animals. He's not hurting humans, okay? So he's pissed because he's like, I have to sit next to this fucking girl whose blood is driving me nuts. So then he's like making this face and Bella's like, what do I smell? Like, what the fuck? And uh, then he like isn't in school for like three days to a week because he can't even handle it. And then he's back. Anyway, I mean, I could go through the whole series. I'm listening. I'm re I'm re remembering it all as you say, which is great. And like, yeah, he comes back and now he's trying to like have small talk with her, and she's like, "Are you trying to small talk me?" Like she literally, she's, she's like, like "Do you t- hate me or do you love me?" Kind of thing. Like, what's going on? Yeah, she's like, "Are we fucking or what, bitch?" Yeah, like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, because she's like obsessed with him now. Because already she's like, "Wait, does he hate me? Why is he such a hunk? Like, what the fuck is going on?" Right? Because he's like glistening. He's like yeah. got vampire skin. He's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. I mean, come on. So basically, they both fall madly in love. But hello, issue vampire and a not vampire. Okay, but. Their love has no hurdles, okay? Their love can overcome anything, Tina. has lots of hurdles. Even the Volturi, which is like the Illuminati, okay? Their love is unstoppable. And I hate to ruin the ending, but if you (laughs) have not seen it, this is not my fault. But she becomes a vampire, people, okay? 
with a fucking half vampire, half human baby who's drop dead gorge yeah okay renezme and then they all end up being the same age at the same time it's fucking weird but anyway <laughs> weird shit happens because the world's made of magic right and they tap twilight taps totally right in should have fucked that wolf thing at least no once. tina no he's so N-O cute means no tina no jake jacob ends up with her fucking daughter oh, all right, tina? right 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 what right, the right. i'm sorry i'm just saying there was an opportunity no. there she was loyal to edward you're right. Edward was loyal. You're to right. Bella. I would have fucked Jacob and regretted it if I was her. You're right. See what I'm saying here? Yeah, you're right. There's no breaking of the bond here, TK. All right. So Edward and Bella, their love is unreal. I, I mean, I, ha- I haven't even done it justice. But like, this just goes back to my guys. We need to reawaken the parts of us that are so terrified of or, romance. Yeah. Ex- yes. Okay. So why are we so afraid? Yes. Of being stoked on romance. It's a vulnerability or something. That's what it is. Yeah. I was. I gave a healing earlier. I've talked about it in, in, in both healings this week, actually, because it's so prevalent in all of us. Is like most of us, and this could be like middle school, the last time we actually let ourselves feel that like kind of freak romance. Freak out. Yeah, freak out. You're first. You, you freak. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. like, and, and no matter what role you're playing, right? Because sometimes it's the girl that's freaking and then the guy gets to be like, oh my God, she's like obsessed with me. You know, but it's always Or both. sometimes you're both just freaking yes. the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> both- <laughs> yeah. Because you feel so, not just vulnerable, but crazy, right? Well, well, also there's like, the reason I think we're also stuck on that memory is because you're very hormonal at that stage too. So when I do think back to like that first time I felt that crazy love and I knew that the other person felt it back, Part of me always has to grapple with whether or not all of it was real or we were just some fucking 16 year old kids raging. I don't hormones. think it's just that. Of course, hormones play yeah. a role, but I feel just as quote unquote crazy as I did then. Let's, let's make it passionate. Uh. Let's ditch that word. I had <laughs> a burp. Thank you for burping into the mic because I have moved the mic away from my face and burp like three times. So thank you for making that. Yo, Bella's allowed to burp. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when Bella becomes a vampire, she like embraces her strength and she like she, the like, first time they ass. have sex. Yeah. She, like, she's like ass. hunting. She's like fucking jumping on Edward, like, yo, let's fucking do this. Get yeah. that dick in here. Like, yeah. God, I fucking love them so much. I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna rewatch Twilight every fucking day until my fucking <laughs> romance c- kicks in. So you just to freak the fuck out of I don't care, dude. man. I don't know because the right dude is going to understand exactly what I'm saying and it's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. Mm-hmm. just as brave as being like, let's fucking do this. Let's be alive together. Let's take these risks, but do it right. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's not play each other. Let's be communicative, but yeah. free because true intimacy is freedom. That's, I didn't make that up. That's Brenda Carter blessings from my school, but like, it's real, real freedom and real intimacy is about well, real love and real intimacy is about freedom. It's yeah. not controlling the other one, but you still respect each other and you're honest. And I'm looking for that like completely wild, alive, passionate romance where you do feel crazy, but you're not a teenager anymore. So you've gone through the lessons about, okay, I'm feeling crazy. I'm not going to act out anymore, but I'm going to also let these feelings sit in my body and flow in my body and stay alive i'm not going to shut them down just because i feel stupid you why know do you, why do you think that people shame that feeling so much because the truth of the matter is 
everybody fucking loves it. Those like romance novels that do <laughs> yes. so well. It's, it's your aunt's reading that. Somebody's reading that. Yo, shit. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh yeah, all about that too. Oh yeah. So every- fucking nuts. I love. I. Shane I never was, like, saw three. that one. I was like reading those in his playgroups. I was like, you don't even know what I'm reading right now. <laughs> I never read those. I'm getting horny in the playgroup. <laughs> but why do you think people shame that sentiment? It's the fear of being vulnerable. It's, it's a, it, look, we walk through life. Look at, think about when we taught in Edison. It's like, you're supposed to look together all the time. You know, don't, don't show you're crazy. Don't show your vulnerability. It's like when I got divorced and I got judged by two particular <laughs> teachers, right? Seriously. Yeah. It's like, don't you dare show us that you can unravel, you know? And Bella fucking unraveled when Edward left Okay. Those diary for pages. Those, oh my God. Oh Killer. God. Yeah. Seriously. I feel it. Yeah. Like those eight or nine months where he was gone for both. It, it, you know, he took space for his own reason. He was trying to, he thought he was doing what was best for her. And she was just trying to get through. So she formed a, a deep friendship with Jacob. Both did what they had to do, you know, but they were falling apart. And like, you're not allowed to fall apart in our society. No. Not openly. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, we like we have to like show up to like me and you both work for ourselves, but otherwise you have to show up to work every single day. Yeah, and, and, and not be a fucking and not psycho be a meltdown ever. I couldn't do that anymore me because neither. I let myself melt down. I'm like, I can't move today. I'm in bed all day. I can't move. I'm devastated. Whether it's I got triggered from jealousy or I'm just you know a wound from when I was three came up. I allow myself now to be like, yo, I'm unraveling today. Not that big of a deal, you know. Now I've learned what support I need, whether it's my therapist, calling my mom, calling you, you know, reaching out to whoever, you know, I definitely reached out to Tim a decent amount in those, but I'm serious. Like, I'm like, okay, what do I need? Who's actually going to be there yeah. to support me and not judge me? And honestly, like I, I giggled when I said his name, but like all those people, um, don't judge me. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, I'm allowed to unravel. I'm allowed to be a mess. And, um, I just think that we should all say that kind of shit more often because yeah. it it's something everybody genuinely feels like today is my birthday and I said to Kate someone someone that I'm not even in love with anymore but the thought still crosses your mind like is this person is this ex of mine going to say happy birthday to me and if they don't am I going to be sad and the truth is I probably won't be sad but it's such a human feeling but if it wasn't Kate I'd be embarrassed to tell somebody else that. Yeah. I'd be embarrassed to say that I was even thinking about it. And they're like, you should be over that. Fuck that loser. And you're like, okay, cool. I am over it. But it's still a thought that like crosses and your even mind. If you weren't, you know, that would be fine too. I love the people when you go through a breakup, they're like, okay, so you dated a year. So times that by this. Oh yeah. Divide it by this number. And that's when you're going to be over them. Fuck it's like, people. what? Oh, you found out a formula for feelings. Good that's job. what they need to do. They yes. need to have a formula for feelings. And the, the truth is I, I genuinely, genuinely am over that person because I find it more surprising that I'm not thinking about them, which is like such a weird and then you get sad that you're not thinking about them because you're you're like, but I thought I was going to love them forever. I, I don't think he's out of your life 100%. That's my intuition. Who knows what that right, means right, 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 if right. he's just going to reach back out once or like there still feels something. I feel connected to that person yeah. forever. I will always feel connected to him, but I don't have any hopes of it yeah. continuing because I'm not sure that's what would make me happy but a lot of us have to kill hope which is part of this i think sometimes the pain of luck when edward left bella for eight or nine months a part of her had to kill off the hope he was coming back 
You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's so painful to be hopeful. Oh, I always say it like I don't dare to hope those things. Like I don't dare to hope. I do still, but it brings me a lot of pain that I still just try to allow. Do you know what I mean? Because I am still very hopeful (laughs) about a particular person and it still causes me pain to be so hopeful. Do you know what I mean? Like there are some days where I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Kate? Like, why are you still opening your heart up? And do you know what I mean? And I'm like, because there's no other way for me right now. It's not even, it is about this person, but it's also not in the sense of like, I tried running and disconnecting from this thing, this connection that made me feel and makes me feel so what we're describing. Connected. Yeah. Connected, but also wild and vulnerable and clingy and needy and like a loser. And I, I, who wants to feel that way? That's why I did run away essentially. And then my work, my spiritual work brought me back to it where it's like, you can't avoid these feelings. So whether or not I do end up with this person, which I am hopeful for, but maybe really could not happen. And that's okay if it's not meant to happen. I will be fine regardless because the lesson for this, for me, is to stop running from these feelings, to allow myself to be vulnerable, continue to speak my truth, speak my feelings. And I've been getting rejected the last four months quote unquote rejected, whatever that really means. Right. Shot down nicely, kindly. Yeah, that's more at least. Um, Over and over. And it doesn't matter because, I mean, it matters in the sense of I need to respect that person's space, which I struggle with at times. But like the deeper thing is, you know, I'm not actually rejected because no one gets to determine my worth. No one gets to say, um, oh, you're a loser or wow, I can't believe you allowed yourself to get rejected 20 times. (laughs) Because it because honestly, I know who I am and I know my soul and I know I'm going to end up with someone who really honors and loves me because I will not settle for less. I right. will not settle for mediocre love. And so, I want someone who's going to sing about our love at the top of his lungs. I'm serious. Like, I know you are. I know you are. And I'm going to have it because I'm not going to fucking settle. So whether it's the person that I right now feel madly in love with or not, it's okay because I'm going to have that. And I believe in this person. So whether or not he ever does reciprocate these feelings, I'm still going to love him and want him to have the life of his dreams. But what I'm doing isn't about whether or not it works out because that's not even up to me. I mean, you, that to me is up to a whole divine plan, God, universe, whatever you want to call that. So who knows what that thing is? I think I know, but who the fuck knows what I really know for me? It's like, yo, these are my feelings. This is what my heart's telling me to do. So let me open up and be vulnerable. And if I get hurt, I will continue every day to, to just be vulnerable. Right. And so my question is, and I think that at the same time, I know that your answer is like, at what point, because I know what I did, but like, at what point do you get rejected enough and then you just <laughs> stop? Is it mm. when your heart changes for you too, right? It's something that I just kind of feel into every day because it's something that can shift and change. Like one day it can be like, I'm done for today. Me, not like done, but I'm just like, I can't reach out anymore today. Like it hurts, you know, I just, I've given so much of my heart and um, it's not, and I don't blame anymore though. That's the difference. I'm not like, oh, he, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm just like, okay, I've hit my limit. If I get rejected today, I might really spiral. Um, so let, like I take it day by day, you know? And then if one day I'm like, oh, wow, I don't even feel the pull anymore. Then I'll listen to it. You know, like yeah, I'm kind of just flowing where, where the water 
brings me and I, I'm allowing it now instead of before my ego was like, don't you dare admit your feelings. Let everyone think that you're over this person. You know, don't don't show people that you've actually been, you know, secretly mourning this for two and a half years. And now I'm just like, now I'm going to tell everyone. And at first people look at me like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm still the Kate Wolf that's strong, you know, opinionated, but I'm also weak and you're just no, you're not weak you're just being true to yourself and, when, and my feelings uh, yeah and your feelings and and what i mean to say is like when those feelings change and when you've had enough you will change your mind as well like i think that people are gonna be like well when are you gonna stop which is what i'm asking but i'm not asking it in a judgmental yeah. way i'm just saying do you have that foresight where some part of you thinks okay if this continues in this way what will i do yes and no I try not to go too much into the future with it because I really have faith at this point in the universe of I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing right now. Who the fuck knows where I'm going to be in a year or who I'll be with or whatever. But like um, all I know is right now who I love and I've tried moving on. I really have though. Um, And the connection for me is too deep and too real at this point. Um, nothing, you know what I mean? Like it's just what it is for me, and that's for me. And it doesn't have to be that way for that other person for it to be real for me. Oh yeah, of course not. And um, I think most people, when when it's not reciprocated immediately, that's when they're just go, okay, I've been rejected, and they run. For me, I'm just like, okay, this is, you know, this is where I'm at right now. But I also know my worth, and I and I know that I'm. A hot catch. <laughs> no, no, I think that you're you're saying something that's really great and honest. And I think that people just expect you to move on so quickly. And I think that a lot of times people do move on and then they're still thinking about that person or there's yeah. like weird hole in their heart or they just never heal from it in the first place. And I think that it's a fair thing to say, I'm going to hold on to this as long as it feels right to me to hold on to it. Yes, thank you. It's making me emotional just how much you're getting it because it's just nice to have someone understand because there's a part of my brain that's like, Oh my God, everyone's laughing at you because I wonder how many people they're, they're, he's told about, you know, cause I've been anyone who's laughing at you is just not being real with themselves. Cause yeah. everyone's fucking done it. Everyone has held on to something longer than they've admitted to. I'm really about to cry. <laughs> it's okay. Then it's okay for you to do because I think about that, you know, I went through that experience and, I held on to it for so long and I was so fucking stubborn about it. And I really did think that me and this person were going to work out. And I really did. And I'm not saying you're going to be on the same vector. But at some point when I realized that they were really just not interested in doing it anymore, I had to reassess. And I held on to it for a long time after that. I held on to it until I was ready to say, yeah, I'm good now. I don't feel that. I don't wake up thinking about thinking about that person every day anymore. So it's just... It's it's okay to say I was upset about this person who didn't want me. I think the rejection itself is so is so labeled as humiliating, and yeah. we don't want to be humiliated for a long time. But it's fine. We can't That's help exactly it. Exactly, it is is the the humiliation that comes from within. This person has not said or done anything to make me feel humiliated. He he's been so amazing actually in allowing me to pour my heart out without playing me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. While also saying when he needs space or whatever, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, so he's he's handled it right. But regardless, the humiliation that's come up for me 
has been something for me to look at of humiliation of being sensitive of of not being able to just move on of not um, being met of not being met yeah and it's interesting though because in many ways I do feel met by him which is an interesting weird thing of it, it's our bond is so weird it's hard to even explain and I no, feel I weird what you're saying you're, you're you're getting met but I just mean it's not yes it's not continuing in the way that you would like it absolutely right absolutely and um I don't know it's been such an experience and honestly the last four months I've grown so much from it because first of all this person inspires me but second of all because just allowing myself to put myself on that ledge over and over and every time feeling humiliated or stupid or a loser and then coming back and being like you're not and this is what's going to make me cry it's like it's like you're not (laughs) it's like you're not a loser for being so vulnerable and for being so attached and I think so many of us, that's what we've cut off from, you know, whether it's romantic love or from our parents, you know, because a lot of it stems from that place of and it's our parents yelling corny than actually yes. feel what you're feeling right now. And um, I'm just grateful to myself that I've allowed myself to do this because I've wanted to quit. I've, I've you know, there have been moments where I'm like, I am not telling him again my feelings like that was so embarrassing you know seriously like now I'm, I'm like, smiling because I know it you know I know it well yeah and then and then I get through it and I have all my angel cards and all those things and it's like wait I'm not done I, you know I, I don't know why once again maybe I'm not meant to be with this person and and who knows what's going to happen but I'm still meant to try right now and um that's what feels right to you and when it it stops feeling right or when it continues in the way that you want it to you don't know what's going to happen I have no idea and I just try to like stay in the unknown while also really being true to my heart and taking the risks that I'm taking while also once again true intimacy is freedom I don't want to put any expectations on this person because I really truly do love them and like any person I really deeply love, I just want them to be free and happy. And if that's not with me, that's fair. Yeah, that's a that's a responsible thing that you come to. And I think that's what ended up happening with me too because I really did love this person. And I realized that it was really not making him happy to be with me. It was really upsetting him and it was a lot of work and it was a lot of attention that I was asking for that he wasn't willing to give me. And then I realized he is not fucking happy. But you know what? Because I'm going to have a... In in your situation, I also think that this person just wasn't willing to let himself be vulnerable again, honestly. I think he was so hurt. From what happened previously between us, yeah. That I don't think you were too much for him. I think he was scared that you hadn't really changed, and you have. And honestly, I think it's his loss that he wasn't able to give you another try. Because you have, Tina, you have grown, and so have I. I'm so emotional this month. It's okay. It's your birthday. Thanks. We have both. (laughs) <laughs> grown so much since I've met you and I wrote it in your card where I was like we've come we used to call ourselves dead bitches because yeah. we'd hang out sometimes and have no energy we'd be like depressed and like sad I was like we've come a long way from dead bitches to alive goddesses <laughs> <laughs> oh I didn't read it yet oh, sorry I read it that. so cute I'm such a dork but it makes me so proud of us because we used to be like, oh, we'll just end up moving in a house together and writing on the wall and wearing moomoo's all day. Yeah. And we're so not that. No, we're like, I don't want that at all. We want to like be in love and and I've been climbing mountains and shit. Like I'm trying yeah, to girl, get shit done. Climb yeah. that mountain. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's like, I think this person made a choice to not reopen up 
to that intensity and that's fair that's why he didn't want to do it but i don't think it's because you don't make him happy i think he was too scared to get crushed again because whatever the reason though i i could feel in his heart that he just didn't want to do it and when i could feel that in a genuine way there was no reason to push it anymore absolutely and that's where i think i'm getting to for myself it's not giving up on this person at all it's saying i can't push anymore not that i ever should have pushed but it's like i've made my feelings pretty clear um (laughs) bought some flowers (laughs) crystal fucking clear kate can you tell me you bought a dude flowers come on that's the cutest shit ever and i want to know if dudes want flowers because it's so cute dudes want flower honestly you know what was the hardest part about the flowers is i'm so sensitive that i felt like i could feel the flowers dying on my counter yeah because then you have to sit around. i thought that was the first thing i thought when you said you bought him flowers i was like shit and then you had to sit around with those flowers for a week that must have been so emotional watching them slowly yeah fuck yeah that was hard. or not like being given to the person they were intended to that was hard but also i don't actually like buying flowers because i don't like that you're killing i like enjoying flowers alive in a field planted yeah Yeah. so like that was already like i already don't like to buy flowers but i did it as like a gesture a gesture um and this person didn't disappoint me because (laughs) the story i got flowers whatever i don't want to get into it it, but but i did and and it's part of me also realizing that men and women alike want romance and want those gestures and uh i made a lot of mistakes in my past and you know it's me trying to fix it and do right and i have really changed and i'm just trying to and being vulnerable ourselves for so long we were so yeah. like that mean bitch we were like yes. you're gonna fucking love me no matter what i do <laughs> today oh you don't like me well fuck you anyway yeah no like getting a dude flowers and just being vulnerable in that way yes. i think is a big step for us we used to be like those cat callers we're like yo yo hey beautiful and the girl's like no thanks we're like well fuck you you ugly anyway <laughs> yeah. i don't want to be that cat caller you know i want to be like oh well i still think you're beautiful <laughs> I, I mean i had that situation with someone that like got really awkward and then i literally was like all right well i still think you're really cool peace like peace out yeah like i think and who knows i I honestly have no idea what's gonna really unfold in this situation i really don't and i don't want to act like i know but um no matter what there will not be hard feelings i can say that here like this person is one of the most beautiful people with the most beautiful souls i've ever you know met i messed up we both messed up. I'm not going to put it all on me. But I messed up in the sense of like, I wasn't able to see it. I was too triggered. I was too scared to see a lot of the good. And I built a picture of um, this person not being good because I needed to do that to survive the breakup and the pain. And as I healed that, I'm like able to see. I'm like, oh, no, this person's amazing. I just. It just didn't work out. It wasn't working the way that it was going. It didn't work at that time. Yeah. And uh, who knows what the future holds. Um, but I'm trying to be so open to it where to the point where I'm open to it working and I'm open to it not working because I know ultimately I'm going to be fine. And I think that I'm going to have the love of, 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 I'm going to have the kind of love that people dream of because I will not settle for anything less. I haven't had sex in over a year. I'm somewhere in there too. Uh, no, I'm fucking lying. Wow. I'm lying. <laughs> Um, but it feels like that. you had gone a long time. Though. I had gone. I had gone a very long time. Yeah. 
Um, I just, I've hit a point where I'm not even, like, honestly, the thought of just the physical gratification, I'm like, boring. Oh, yeah, I want to, like, crawl into Ugh. my own skin. I wanted to peel a layer of my skin off because I had, like, sex that didn't mean anything. I'm not cut out for it. I'll never do it again. Uh, yeah. It's like, and look, you needed to do that again and run through that cycle to realize it's not for you. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, and have, has there been temptation where, like, a good-looking dude's like, rah, rah, rah. I'm like, oh, like, my body will go, oh, that could be fun. And then my soul's like you're not in love with this person. No, like I just don't want it. Like I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a cum receptacle. Which is fine for people who do like it and can engage in totally. it in a way that is totally. just physical pleasure. Thank you for saying that. Because I really appreciate those people and I think a million times I thought like, hey, maybe I can do that too. But then I realized that I cannot do it. If I, if whatever wounds I have, if sex doesn't feel like love, it feels like someone's hurting me. Yeah. So I well, we're so sensitive. I think most people are, but like you and I are so sensitive where our bodies will even like I know you, if you eat the wrong thing, Ugh. party a little too hard, sleep with the wrong person, like your body will literally like be rage. Yeah. It will rage back against me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's also like, oh, that's going to actually take a toll on my entire energy field. <laughs> like it's, yeah, do I want it's that? It's not going to invigorate me. It's going to act because there are moments where, you know, you almost want to just to disconnect and forget. And I'm like, yo, that's going to hurt you. Like that's going to just suck. We're like, too sensitive because when you're having no. sex with someone, you can feel the other person's energy <laughs> yes. and vibe and everything. <laughs> and so even though you thought it was going to be like this cool, sexy thing, all of a sudden you're like thinking about how they're feeling and feeling whatever's going on in their lives. And you're like, ew, I don't fuck. I don't need to know this right now. This is ruining yeah. everything. I also just like the next time I have sex, I want it to for real be that like spiritual Mary Magdalene, Jesus Christ sex. I'm not even joking. Edward it, Bella. How does, it, how does it start? What if it doesn't start like that? Oh, well. Because it's going to be that kind of kiss where you're like, because I'm only going to do it with someone I'm like That's feeling fair. that yeah, I'm not yeah, going to. Yeah. Yes, you're only. I haven't even French kissed Tina K. <laughs> Regular kiss? You haven't done that either. I've done a peck for a movie on a movie oh, okay. set, which isn't real. It's that a movie. Work. Yeah. So I haven't even. French kissed, as yeah. you said. <laughs> French kissed. Fair. Okay. All right. Oh, man. It'll be nice to be held. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just like. A minute for the a minute for the long haul, whatever that means. Like I'm like, okay, Jesus and Mary, Max. you're in it. You're gonna stay true to your feelings. Yes. Thank you. I'm not betraying me. And, and Bella even says that in one of the books, yo. She's like, she's like, she talks about Jacob and how much he wants to be with her, and she loves Jacob and she's attracted to him. But it's not her soul. It's not her heart. And she's like, she says, she's like, I could do it. I could see. I can already see the life with him. Yeah. She's like, but it would be betray. She's like. At first she goes, it would be betraying Edward. And she goes, no, it would be betraying myself. Yeah. And I was like, she just fucking nailed it for me. And like, I'm not willing to betray myself anymore. I've done it a lot in my life and it just doesn't work out for me. They also talk a lot about Romeo and Juliet in it, which I love because I've been which talking about that. Which is funny because like I definitely laugh and giggle that you're so obsessed with uh, Twilight. <laughs> but my absolute favorite movie is Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet. I love it. And I've. I've seen it like a zillion times and every time I see architecture, anything that has that sort of over the top, like Catholic dark vibe about it, like that movie, I like swoon for it. But it's the same shit. Except this is what for me is a huge difference is, you know, (laughs) with Romeo and Juliet, not a great ending. No, not good. And but to me, that's huge because I feel like there's a belief that like that kind of love only ends you 
in that place. There are so few, and I've researched this lately, there are so few movies that are like Twilight or even Fifty Shades of Grey with happy endings. Right. And And that's important because there's a belief in our society that that kind of wild love ends in tragedy. And that is not always true. Not always true, but I think there is some legit- legitimacy to the fact that like, if it's really, really hot, it sort of does like sparkle and fade. I don't, I don't, I mean, that's what so, I love about Twilight is that if you do always. it right, if, yeah. if you really do your own work on yourself, because in Twilight, I know, once again, I'm so embarrassed, but no, this is real. You like Twilight. What I love about it is the reason why their love sustains is because she's not only relying on Edward's magic. Do you get what I'm saying? Like she has to do the transition. She becomes the powerful creator. She becomes her own hero while they maintain this actual partnership, which is two whole powerful people dancing with each other without without the other one having to cut off pieces of themselves yeah, yeah, to yeah. enter that thing. And that is real union. Well, yeah, I think that it's what it's, most people are saying is that most people go into those situations unenlightened. Yes. And so then it gets all fucked up thank you for saying that unenlightened trying to enter those things which is what we did when we were teenagers does teenagers and in my 20s and in my late 20s yeah but when you go into that enlightened from an enlightened place you're like oh wow i can have this love and have myself we're too willing to cut off pieces of ourselves to not lose that love that's when it spirals. But when you can somehow maintain and hold, it's about holding really and being able to hold space for those crazy feelings. When you can hold that and still be who you are. That's new us. It's new us is people who can hold that intense feeling and not lash out and not have to speak about it every single time and not have to make the connection when it feels inappropriate. We would make the connection with the person even when it felt wrong. Yes. Just to like scratch an itch. But now you know what that's called? Being what? too thirsty. <laughs> called thirst yeah you're right it is it's the thirst it's thirst but thirst is all right to have right it's 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 what you're saying it's when you are like okay fuck it I know this person is gonna fucking crush me but the thirst you know because that's not what I'm doing now for me I only I'm tiptoeing into it I'm like could I have this kind of intense crazy love that allows me to feel free and wild and inspired all the time while also maintaining myself and 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 maintaining my boundaries and saying no when something doesn't feel good and speaking my mind and not you know because most of us to try to keep that we we stuff it all in mm-hmm. oh well don't tell them you're upset you know stuff it in stuff it in and then you get the stomach aches and emotional constipation and I'm not willing to do that fuck no ever again nope but I also am never going to beat up a man again like I used to. And I was going to say, I think that the dude also has to be or whatever partner you're into has to be on board with that, too. Like, oh, yeah, it has have to be. To, they have to be doing that dance, too. Otherwise, it's not going to work, too. It's like cosmic aware communication. Yeah. Seriously, it's like you both have to be so, in a sense, enlightened and like oh, have such awareness that you can both bring it in constantly not where it becomes like annoying but Mm -hmm. you're both just like okay and responsible for yourselves ultimately yeah well we figured it out tina we figured out i mean we're the answers we're doing our best we're doing our we're trying it out yeah thank you so much for coming on and uh, honestly me getting emotional was just being understood because i have felt for the last four months like and i've told you this as brave as I'm being, there's this like voice that I have to include. Yeah. That's like, you're a loser. Everyone's laughing at you. 
Um, and I'm really trying to like sit with that place in me like oh there's a part of you that thinks you're a loser you know um which everyone has I know we all do we're all that girl like we always say yes. we're all that girl including the dudes right the, yeah, the dudes are that girl too yeah and that's why Tina, Tina and I have always said like we hate when dudes are like oh my last girlfriend was so crazy she like stalked me crazy do you like my accents she like stalked me I don't even know what that yeah, is. That's not even a thing. I it's like not. It <laughs> it's like another realm. <laughs> it's like dwarfs. But it's like that's like their. It sounds like that's what their inner monologue sounds like. That's what you're tapping into. Like, you mean she's so fucking she's crazy. so into me. I like can't get her off my dick, bro. Ugh. It's like I believe that we're all doing these dances and we're playing roles, right? So like, okay, cool. The girls playing the like insane clingy one, and you get to play the one that's like whatever how i don't know superior. how you describe it it's just wanting to have a superior position the second you start saying shit like that it's because you're enjoying that little bit of like oh you're so into me guys i can't get her off of me and they sometimes they they interpret that when that's not even the case when you're just like trying to be blunt with them <laughs> you're like i just told you i'm in love with you like or i just told you why i don't want to talk to you and you're like man you're fucking crazy <laughs> like, not really i just thought it would be more polite to tell you that I didn't want to talk to you. People aren't really used to such open expression of feelings. You know what I mean? So it's like you say it and but then also it can be too much too, which I'm learning because sometimes I am too much and I can't hide it under like I'm just expressing because like you and I, oh good, you and I have gotten into a big fight. I guess it was like four months ago now how long ago that was long that now? i don't think no? it was that long ago now okay my brain. i have no concept of time either so i might be just as wrong i don't know yeah <laughs> tina and i after so our last podcast we did was no deal it was definitely after that we got into a pretty big fight which was so i had so much growth two month, two from that ago. fight because it, it was a it was one of the biggest fights we've ever been in in our friendship and Three months ago. I played a role. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I played a role that I've never played before, which was almost the dude in my life. I got to be the dude. Who well, you always space. say that, though. Really? And I needed just as much space. That's what you're not <laughs> hearing. Every time you say that, I get like, where is she getting that from? Because you kept because in the fight, you kept texting and I couldn't literally I literally was like, I have to put my phone down. I can't. In that moment, I needed to put my phone down which I've always been the other in relationships. Oh, I've always been the girl that's, that's like, wants to keep aggression. talking. That's, what do you mean? Like, that's my aggression. That's not my wanting to talk to you. That's just me being aggressive. Absolutely. Right. But I'm normally that is what I'm saying. Right. My, my role with, with romantic dudes has always been the aggressive keep texting. And then the other person has to disconnect to survive. I never myself... Because I always assumed like, oh, why did he just disconnect? I always assumed they were disconnecting not to survive, but almost as a punishment. And I got to experience. I didn't didn't feel it as a punishment. Right. But I'm saying for me on my end, it was really important to be the person who had to disconnect to stay sane because it allowed me to see that that's a real thing. Right. Like, oh, some people really Uh, need to put that phone down or they will lose it. And I had to experience it and see that. Right. To understand my own aggression. So maybe you knew that you were being aggressive through those texts. I often didn't know. Oh, yeah. That my over texting was aggressive. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm still working through that. Yeah, because that's also right. And that's also another angle where... 
you still have to make a choice. And I think in the end, I was fine with you taking this space. But at some point, it was me saying, you can take this space, but I'm still saying that I, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I wasn't ready to hear, yeah, though. Yeah. At, that, at that point, the whole space between us felt so hot and tricky right. that like I couldn't even take anything in you were saying until I felt safe to do so. Right. But I think that's a tough spot to be in where someone is not hearing you and then demanding that you don't talk to them. You're like, all right, well... <laughs> fuck you a little bit because now you're taking a position which is fine in the end we ended up working it through but in that moment it's a hard spot because you feel like they're not hearing you which because they're not because you're in a we- weird tricky spot and then they demand space and you have to be a big enough person to let them take the space even though you feel like they didn't hear you to- no totally I think on both ends though we both were doing our best like it yeah, was yeah, we were doing our best it was such on my end it was such a hot uncomfortable confusing thing that came up in that fight and I couldn't I'm openly saying I literally could not take in what you were saying it's no no it felt like my brain was scrambled to even try like it was like stretching me in a way that like made me feel like I was gonna have a meltdown and like I knew it ultimately didn't have to do with you do you know what I mean right 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 I can't take this and I just wanted to tell you not to be like I need space but it was like my way of being like yo I love you so much and this is not my way of like saying I'm not going to talk about this ever or like that I'm like throwing out our friendship because I've done that in the past with other people well that's what it feels like in that moment because when someone says to you they're not hearing what you're saying and then they tell you they need space you're like I'm going trying so hard not to be an asshole right now yeah that's the feeling that you're having in that moment and then you're like all right well I'm not going to push this person, but I didn't get heard. And so after that, when you would check in and be like, hey, not mad at you, still needing space. I was still on the other side. Like, I don't fucking care because you did not listen to me yet. So there's another moment of like, not that I didn't care that you needed space, but don't check in with me. We're not cool yet. Right. But for me, I felt like if I didn't check in with you, you would have taken it. As like I wouldn't have ghosting. Though. No, I wouldn't have though. I knew I knew we were gonna work it out. That was just, but that's what I was. I was also cool with it, and I think I was pretty friendly when you would check in because I knew I did inherently know that was my way of actually yes, trying to, to be keep kind. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to keep it friendly, and I knew it even though I didn't like it. I was I rolled my with intentions. It. Yeah, were the to intention be like, was good. I'm not forgetting because I was thinking about you every day. Like right. it was like on my. I hated that we were fighting, and yet it didn't feel safe to connect yet. Right. And I didn't want to push myself or you. Um, I, and I, yeah, I wasn't able to take in some of the things, a lot of the things, because I would be like, whatever, and you'd send sometimes a chunkier text. And I'm like, yeah, I still can't take that in. Right. So it was like a, there was no fault. I, and I knew that. I was like, we are both swimming in some weird shit. There's no fault on either end. And I'm going to wait until I feel like I can hear her. Right. Because if I can't hear you and it doesn't matter, it it doesn't doesn't matter. It's pointless. But I had to see that because, like I said, in all my romantic relationships, I was always the one being like, what? You can't talk it through yet. Why can't you talk it through yet? Let's talk now. I think we're both so good at that now. Like I had I mean, my ex-boyfriend would get really mad (laughs) and fucking get up and leave. And I would be like, "Okay," like, but he would do it. He his was different. His was he was so afraid of saying something fucking insane because he had a tendency to (laughs) that he would leave. And that was his defense mechanism against not saying something really mean. 
And I did not understand that for a really long time and held that against him. Like what a childish thing to do. But then I realized that was his best means of protecting me in those yeah. moments. I, same on my side. I think I think dudes, their tempers are beyond what we can even imagine sometimes in the sense of it could get physical. I don't mean that they would hit us, but you know what I mean? Like dudes can get so upset to the point where like they, they like could punch a wall. It, yeah. yeah. And I think that they really need to disconnect. And I never fully respected because I didn't understand Same. that. No, no, no. This dude needs to disconnect until I experienced myself what that felt like in my own version. So for me, it was so healing once we resolved it to be like, whoa, that's real. So like in the future, when a dude says I need to disconnect, like I'm not perfect with it, but like no, I try my hardest better. to respect and be like, oh, that's real. Like you know, I still love the person. I'll still shoot a text of apologizing and being like, yo, but I'm really sorry. Even if you can't take this in yet, like, you know, I think that we also learned something in that. And it is that you can still love someone, both of us and not want to talk to them. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I love them, but I do not want to talk to this person right now. And I think that I needed to learn that me too, because I didn't real like, like you were saying, I didn't realize when somebody else was doing that to me like my ex would definitely be like I cannot fucking talk to you right now I'm so mad I don't think we'd ever had that spirit experience before we were so mad at someone we didn't want to walk through it and finish it so yeah exactly so I used to interpret that as oh they don't love me anymore right and it really helped to shift like yeah like you said two people can love each other it's not one it's not a good time to talk we're not ready to talk about that and the importance of respecting it on both ends, because once again, you're both playing roles. So even if you think you're the one that wants to engage, if one of you doesn't, then probably both of you doesn't. Definitely. And I'm learning that too, is like, even if only one's asking for space, and this is like rom- romance, friendship, whatever, probably both want it's space. It's a problem. There's something there and you both yeah. want space. Definitely. You're definitely right. I mean, we've talked about that so much in, in romantic relationships that we've just realized that. You're co-writing a narrative. It's the both of you doing this thing. It's beautiful. Yeah, we did it. (laughs) We're working. We're trying our hardest. Uh, Yeah, we're working. We're not killing it it every time. No, but I think what's, uh, you know, for me, I feel like I am killing it all the time now only because (laughs) let me explain. No, 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 no. I don't mean like that. I know. I mess up all the time. I mess up all the time. But what I mean is even in my mess ups, I'm so much nicer to myself now that that's what makes me kill it. Like two days ago, I could barely move. I was like so triggered and like feeling depressed. And I was like, instead of the old Kate being like, you're a loser, you can't move. I was like, yo, this is where you're at. Like, who knows what's actually going on in the spiritual hemisphere, psychic surgery, And why is there whatever. so much pressure to not be a loser? We're all like a little bit of a loser. I love it. No, but it's true. It's like, true. Like, why is there so much pressure to just be the coolest person ever? Like, we're all a little bit nerdy. We all get a little bit lonely. Like, it's not a big fucking deal. Yeah. I've gotten a lot better about handling that, too. Like, if I'm ever lonely, I'm... I don't hate spiral like you say like we're yeah. like we've gone I don't hate like oh my god I should a fucking loser if you had a boyfriend you'd have something to do right now like, you've oh. also helped me in those moments of realizing like you and the other person is like I'm not I'm done judging what people do when they feel lonely like I used to be like I don't care if you're lonely you should have stayed at home done this done you know what I mean and now I'm like oh yeah you do what you need to do to survive and sometimes it works out for people like yeah. in their own ways like you know one of my good friends like, like one night stands like you were saying yeah, i judge like them but that's out. ridiculous some people need that need to get over yeah who am i to fucking judge a twilight lover that's who the fuck i am proud proud 
I love talking. Yeah, we've been podcasting for like an hour and a half. Oops, everybody hates us. No, 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 no. No, I never. This is the longest I've ever done, and it just felt necessary. We got it out. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in a while, too. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad we got into our fight a little bit. Yeah. Because I think it's important because Tina and I have never gotten into stuff like that. Maybe we should have, quote unquote, we should have. have, we should have. That's what we figured out yes. in our fight, that we should have sort of spoken when we were uncomfortable sooner so that didn't become such a big thing yeah but a lot that's what i think a lot of people do is yeah. hold it in hold it in and then it just like burst and um yeah it it, it helped me in so many ways because like i said it felt like a relationship fight it felt like a boyfriend it had a boyfriend girlfriend quality to it it had heat it was heat. yeah that was important because it was there was something so important about it having that heat and it not being a boyfriend because i got to still have the yeah. safety of it being you because when it is a boyfriend it's so much scarier right you're gonna lose them because you yes. love them romantically cause and like i a physical knew aspect. ultimately yeah. that i wasn't gonna lose yeah them. yeah yeah. we both knew that and that's what made it better and if only i could have that safety and comfort with a guy of like we're just fighting i don't have to it panic. always feels like the end of the world i think that if if and when i get in my next relationship and if it feels safe remembering that it's not the end of the world every time you get in a fight it's probably just a fight you don't need to go to zero to a hundred which is what both of us yeah, do. yeah 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 well i guess i'll never see you again yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> dramatic all right well i love you happy birthday where can people find you if you want them to find you you know what they're all public now forever i had a private one and your your fans would try to follow me there and it'd be like no my sister's baby on there but it's fine um my work, I'm an interior designer and my work Instagram is at Tina.Constas, K-O-N-S-T-A-S. And then I have a personal account and it's at K underscore Constas. Amazing. And I have some news for you guys. I'm going to be, <laughs> that was so, I got some news for y'all. Um, I am recording an album. It's a big Yay! deal. It's a big deal. Um, so that's going to be December 3rd in New York at New York Comedy Club promo wolf two f's for ten dollar tickets i want you all there especially at the seven o'clock that's gonna be like the big one tina's gonna be there there. um i'm so excited i'm gonna i'm gonna do a full hour that's gonna be made into an album and it's gonna be on serious and uh i'm pretty fucking stoked also the company that's doing that for me we're also gonna be making a rap video for labia game so i will be having a rap video out this year to everyone who thought I wouldn't? I fuck guess, the haters. Yeah, fuck the haters. And thank you to the haters. You and need them too. Fuck you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So so that's gonna be happening. And then also more exciting news. Um, Dragon Sorcery got into the New York Comedy Festival. Yes, girl. Yeah. So November eighth. If you guys want to come, I don't have the lineup yet. We're trying to get some bigger names if possible. But that's gonna be at New York Comedy Club as well. That's very exciting to be in the New York Comedy Festival. So. Yeah, some exciting things happening. Get it, girl. I'm getting it. Yeah. I'm so excited for the rap video. I'm going to talk to you about it when we're done because I want you to somehow have a hand in it. Yes, girl. With the visuals. I was going to say, make let me handle some of the visuals. Yes, that's what, yeah. 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 So I want it to be sexy, weird, uncomfortable, hot, all of it. Got that. Yeah. <laughs> I want that that whole vibe of like, wait, are we into this or am I not into this? Like what the fuck's happening? So all, over. all I have to say is necklace of tampons, everyone necklace yes. of tampons. Um, all right, dudes. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Kate Wolf. Of course. I love you. All right. You Bye. Bye.
special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.